Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Ray Comfort and Abby Ranella, and we are talking about Jesus. We're talking about evangelism. We're talking about sharing the love of Christ with people, whether they're people that we know or people that we don't know. And God has given us his word. And in the last episode, um, Ray, I was so encouraged by you talking about just the importance of reading God's Word and being in God's Word every single day without fail. Tell me, what, what is your quote again? Bible before breakfast? No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Right, And okay. it's not original. I heard that somewhere about 500 years ago. Did you steal that from Ken Ham? Ah. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't steal it. <laughs> sounds very Australian. It sounds very Australian. To <laughs> no, no, Australians, Australians talk more like this, don't they? They don't know how to talk properly. Um, New Zealand is a little more cultured. Oh, good gracious. Uh, so funny. Uh, well, yes, uh, we need to be digging into God's Word every day. Um, on our own, as, as parents, it's so important for us to just understand God's Word, but also with our kids and teaching them the word of God. And Abby talked about that as well. Before we jump back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor again, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Um, Ray, okay, as we're talking about reading God's word, tell us very quickly, because um, because I have some other questions for you. We're going to just keep going deeper into this, but really quickly, tell us about the Bible um, that you sell on your website. Oh, the Evidence Bible, yeah, it's very popular. The Evidence Bible is filled with 200 most commonly asked questions, the Christian faith. It's full of quotes and anecdotes, and uh, it's everything I've learned over the last 50 years packed into one Bible uh, that I actually collated from my original Bible. That is awesome. So cool. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, I just was thinking about Bible and thought, oh, it'd be cool to uh, just share that with people. Um, I do have a question though. So in the last episode, you were talking about just where our world is today. And we live in a very, very dark world, Um, but we get to be the light in the darkness. And I think that's such an exciting part of being a Christian, of getting to have that hope that is within us that we know that the world doesn't have and that the world needs. As you have evangelized and shared Christ with people over the many, many years that you've done that, how have you seen culture shift? How have you seen people change over the years? Well, the more people love darkness, the more they're going to hate the light. So there's a tremendous antagonism towards Christianity. And the reason it's there is Romans 8 verse 7. The carnal mind is enmity against God. Mm -hmm. For it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. People don't like God's moral government, and that's why they hate God without cause, because he demands moral responsibility. However, I say that with a caveat, that COVID has made people think about their own mortality. And so now when I go up to people and talk about their fear of death, there's a far more openness. And I've been praying with a lot of people recently uh, that have embraced the gospel. I don't pray a sinner's prayer, but I just pray with them afterwards that... uh, They'll find a place of repentance, and I give them a New Testament and that. So there's a tremendous openness amongst the uh, hatred for the light. So mm. I'm very encouraged. That's exciting. That's a really exciting thing to know. Um, have you faced more, do you feel like, have you faced more hostility than you did, say, 10, 15 years ago? Not really. No, and it's because of the way I evangelize. If I stood on a street corner with a sign that says, oh, homos are going to hell or something like homosexuals are going to hell, Things like that causes tremendous antagonism. There's a certain evangelism and arrogance, a lack of love and gentleness that uh, that does stir up an anger, almost a justified anger. But what we've got to remember is the sinner is blind. He cannot see. 
Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men and patience or meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. So just as we would be very gentle with a blind man because he can't see, we have to be very gentle with the ungodly because they cannot see. We have to be patient with them because we have been uh, where they are now. Right. That that's what that's what I see you do and you come with with this love, but also you're not preaching out there. You're asking questions. It feels like you're, you're interacting with these people. You're not beating them over the head and and people respond to you so differently because you come with this genuine care and and you and you are asking them questions that like my my one of my favorite things that you've done is the 180 just that that coming that coming full circle and and the way that you bring people to that just by asking them pointed questions which really you're speaking to the heart, which is exactly what Christ did. And so I think no matter how how dark things get, we we can still reach people's hearts because like you said, we're, I mean, we're created in the image of God. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. When you encounter people on the streets, um, I know many people that you talk to, they believe that they're Christians. And I want to ask this specifically because as we are looking at the homeschool world and we're looking at our, um, you know, Christian co-ops that we go to and realizing that many of these people, they'll sign a statement of faith saying, oh yeah, I'm a Christian because I'm an American, but they really don't have any idea who Jesus really is. Um, yet they think that they're saved. When you encounter people who say, oh yes, I'm a Christian, how do you, do you witness differently to those people? And, and I know you ask the questions that you ask and you go through the 10 commandments with them. What's the difference between evangelizing to, uh, you know, proclaimed atheist versus witnessing to someone who proclaims to be a Christian? It's different, but it's the same. Um, by that, I mean, I've got a litmus test to see if someone, I suspect someone's a false convert. I don't really know for sure, mm-hmm. but the, the way to find out is you just ask, do you think you're a good person? Yeah. It's like Jesus with the rich young ruler. Uh, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. He had a wrong understanding of the word good. And so a false convert, someone who names the name of Christ, but they've never truly repented, will think they're a good person. Someone who's a Christian would never, ever think they're a good person because they know their heart is deceitfully wicked and that they drink and they relate water and their heart is full of adultery and all these these things that fill the, the cabots of our heart. And so when someone says, I'm a good person, my antenna immediately goes up and I say, well, let's look at the commandments and see if you are. And that brings an understanding. So that's all you have to do. If you've got someone you suspect, they say, I'm a Christian, but you hear them blaspheme or they're going to dirty movies or using bad language or, you know, having sex, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or something like that as a Christian, 
than just say, do you think you're a good person? And that'll bring to the surface their Mm. self-righteousness and their need of the Savior. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. What this all really comes back to is sharing the gospel. And this is what what you're doing. And this is what we need to be doing as Christians. And I pray that the Lord continues to give all of us opportunities. I mean, we always have opportunities to share Christ with people. Always, always. If, if we're just looking for them. Sometimes we're not even looking for them. And we have opportunities that the Lord puts right in front of us to share the gospel with people. You go out and you ask questions and you're so good at that. You're so good at just asking people questions and getting them thinking. But I want you to talk to us as if you're talking to someone who has never heard the gospel before. And I know you encounter this many times. Share the gospel message. How do you do that with them? What do you say to these people to just help them to understand like, who God is, what God did for them, and why they need to be saved. Yeah, firstly, let me just address an issue that has risen in recent years. That's the issue of atheism. Almost everyone I talk to says there's no evidence for God's existence, and all I have to do is say, well, every painting is proof of a painter. Every building is proof of a builder, and creation is proof of the creator. I don't believe there's any such thing as an atheist. The Bible calls him a fool because he's denying that which is axiomatic or self-evident. An atheist believes the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything. It's really rooted in idolatry. It's a wrong understanding of God's character and nature. Even people like Richard Dawkins have a wrong understanding of God. They say, I believe God is like this, and they have an image of God pulled from the Old Testament that's horrendous. He's made an idol, and he says, that's your God. I don't have anything to do with him. Well, the God that Richard Dawkins doesn't believe in doesn't exist. He's a figment of his imagination. He's shaped to conform it to a sense, and he's thrown it away. The God of the Bible is to be feared. So I'd just like to address the fear of the Lord again, just for a moment. Moses said to God, let me see your glory. This is an exodus. He says, let me see your glory, and let me see your glory. And God says, you cannot see me and live. And so God said to Moses, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. This is comfort paraphrase. I'll, yeah. I'll pass by you and let my goodness pass by you. Notice the wording that God used. I'll let my goodness pass you by. And so God put Moses in the cleft of a rock. The goodness of God passed him. And then Moses was allowed to look at where God had been. And his face shone with the glory, so much so that the children of Israel couldn't look at Moses' face because he had looked at where God had actually been. That wording, I'll let my goodness pass you by, is incredibly relevant. And the reason for that is this. If Moses, as a sinner, stood in the goodness of God, in the goodness of God, in the presence of God's goodness, God would have killed him instantly. Let me explain that, if I may. It's like a judge looks at a criminal who's standing in the dock before him. The criminal has tortured five-year-old girls and then strangled them to death. If that judge is good, he will be furious at that criminal. In fact, his fury will be an indication of how good he is. If he's not angry, he's not a good man. He's an evil judge. 
If he's good, he'll be furious. Well, God is so good, he is furious, wrath-filled at sin to a point where he would strike us dead like greased lightning if we're in his presence because we're evil and he's good. His wrath abides upon us and he's holding back his wrath because he's rich in mercy. That's the reason guys can go out and look at pornography, transgress their conscience, and God doesn't strike them dead. Why is he holding back? Why doesn't he say something? Because he's waiting for you to repent. Look at the commandments. If you've lied, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. If you've used God's name in vain, the Bible says your enemies take your name in vain. If you have used God's name in vain, OMG, used it lightly, not with reverence, you've used it as a cuss word. And it shows you're an enemy of God in your mind. If you've stolen something, you're a thief. If you've looked with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. If you've hated someone, you're a murderer. And that's what's going to happen on Judgment Day. All that evil is going to come out. And you're going to be judged by Almighty God. And think of lightning. I've been in lightning storms in Texas. Everything's big in Texas, including <laughs> lightning storms. Scares the living daylights out of you. And the thunder rattles your very bones. And yet that's just God showing his power in nature. He's not even showing his anger. And you have to stand before the God that created the lightning, knowing that he's your enemy and you have blasphemed his holy name and he gave you life. So what are you going to do on judgment day? How can you be saved? You say, oh, I just need to be sorry. That won't help you. You need to repent. That won't help you. Repentance is like saying to a judge in a courtroom, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. He's going to say, good, so you shouldn't. You're going to prison. Being sorry, being repentant, cannot get you out of man's court and won't get you out of God's court on judgment day. You need the Savior. You need Jesus to wash you clean of your sins. We broke God's law. Jesus came and paid the fine in full. That's why he cried, it is finished. He was saying paid in full. Mm. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, the judge will let you go, even though you're guilty, if someone pays them for you. You say, you're out of here. Someone paid your fine. And God says, I'll let you live forever. I'll take the death sentence off you because Jesus paid the fine in full. And to receive everlasting life, all you must do is genuinely repent, confess and forsake your sins. Don't say you're a Christian, but you fornicate and lie and steal and look at pornography. That's just self-deception. You've got to be genuine. And then trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. And the minute you do that, where you say, God, I'm a sinner. I need you to give me a clean heart. I trust Jesus as my Savior. You've got a promise from the God who cannot lie that he'll remit your sins and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. And so you need to do that today. Don't wait till tomorrow. You could die in your sleep tonight. Just get before the Lord and confess and forsake your sins. Trust Jesus and then pick up a Bible and show God you love him by obeying his word and you'll never be the same. Amen. Wow. One of my favorite things is when you're talking to people on the street and you ask them, when are you going to be ready to do that? And they just say, right now. I'm ready to oh, do that I right now. That really quickly before we end, tell us what some of your resources are that you sell uh, that just help us. You know, I know you've got all sorts of tracks and books and things that will help us to learn, you know, want to grow in our relationship with the Lord, but also to help us learn and know how to share Christ with others. Yes, we've got what's called a starter kit, which is the most popular gospel tracks, comes in a box. We've got a Halloween pack, which is our most popular Halloween type tracks. We've got the track sample pack the um, and the uh, evidence Bible. You can read the evidence Bible online. You can see what it's about. Uh, and there's a lot of free stuff on our on our channel too. And, of course, the YouTube channel where you can yeah. instruct yourself, train yourself up, yeah. and watch Atheist Backslide and people getting shared or witnessed to with the gospel. Yeah. 
Great stuff. And you guys, I really do encourage you to go on YouTube and watch Ray's videos because that's what we do as a family. I've been doing that with my girls for years and years and Garrett as well. Um, I mean, Garrett started listening, listening to the way of the master probably 10 years ago, um, or more. And just listening over and over to how you share Christ with others. Well, it, it's equipped us to be able to do that. And, and my girls and I have been able to use that to share Christ with others. Just like Abby said, we're just sitting at your feet and we're learning from you. And so thank you for the example that you are to me, to my family, to Abby and her family, and to millions of families all around the world on how to just share Christ with those who are so desperately in need of him as their savior. So we are so grateful for your ministry, Ray. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for your oh, obedience you. to the Lord. It's been great to be on a program. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it so much. Abby, thank you for being with me again this week. It's so fun always having you on the podcast with me. I love to be here. Yeah, I know. I know you do, especially when Ray Comfort's with me. (laughs) I know. I know. It's true. So fun. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are not subscribed to our newsletter, go to schoolhouserocked.com, hit the subscribe button, and we will send you a newsletter like, I don't know, once every two months or so, because that's about how often we get them out. Um, But also, if you've not left a review for this podcast, would you do that? Would you just very quickly stop what you're doing, go to whatever app you're using and leave a review for this podcast so that others can find it and share this episode with your friends and family. Thank you guys for being with us this week. We hope you have been so encouraged like we have been. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great day. Bye. This week, the Schoolhouse Rocked team is taking some time to work on developing some new and exciting projects. Over the past six years, you, the Christian homeschool community, have provided generous support to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, and it's had an enormous impact for the kingdom of God. Recently, we've spent some time taking inventory of what's been accomplished in this time because of your generous support. As you know, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, the feature-length documentary, was released in November and is now available on DVD and streaming. We've had the privilege of showing the movie at conferences, churches, theaters, and homeschool events. And we've been blessed to hear the testimonies of how God is using it to impact families around the world. The Schoolhouse Rocked podcast is in its fifth season with over 485 episodes and well over a million downloads and video views so far. We also launched the Homeschool Insights podcast this year. This daily podcast provides biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes for moms on the move. And to date, we've published over 130 episodes. We also offer the free Homeschool Survival Kit, a 70-page resource to assist and encourage homeschooling families. And we continue to offer access to the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. Now, we are in the early stages of work on a new movie, and we need your help. While we can't give many details yet, we expect this new film to have a huge impact in our culture. But projects like this simply can't be done without massive support from the community. So we're asking you to join in this important work. Visit schoolhouserocked.com support and make a one-time or monthly donation that will change lives and hearts for eternity. That's schoolhouserocked.com support.